honestly you're here to grow and I think that's really important to know that you're going to make mistakes and know that it's okay and know that you don't have to stop and overthink every single mistake that you make you're supposed to make mistakes and that's what makes you better welcome to another episode of the Boca podcast I'm your host Diego Bocanegra so August is here which finally means the start of the season for college sports. All of us players and coaches have been preparing all summer, and now we only have a few weeks before competition begins. One of the most crucial steps to building team chemistry in a short period of time is to have a plan for your onboarding process. This is where newcomers, freshmen and transfers alike, are brought up to speed so that everyone can be on the same page and work together. I'm going to share an exercise that we use to onboard our newcomers. In addition, you'll hear from some of our current student athletes as they share a handful of their thoughts and experiences. If you're a college coach, a college player, or aspire to be either of those, tune in for a great episode. Let's get right to it. Over the years, I've come to realize that a team is only as good as its culture and environment. This culture is only as strong as the leadership of the players within it. So how do you get new players to understand and buy into the team culture that you've established in your program? In my opinion, the best way is to have the players teach the newcomers by sharing their past experiences. Here's the exercise we use with our team. We ask a question to each of the classes so they can reflect on their experiences from their time in the program. Next, we have one person from each class compile all the answers so the thoughts are semi-anonymous. We obviously know the class that they're coming from, but each individual has a little bit of anonymity, which makes for honest feedback. Finally, we share the responses with the team, and then we provide a time where they can discuss with each other. It works best if the coaches aren't around so the players can speak honestly and freely. So now I'm going to share with you some of the interviews that I had with our current players. These are the same questions that we asked them during the onboarding process, and they were gracious enough with their time to volunteer to be on the podcast. Since the purpose of this exercise is to give the newcomers some insight and some advice on how they can be successful, it's also important to know where their heads are at so we can help them. We asked our freshman class, what are you most excited about? What are you nervous or unsure about? And what can the returning players and coaching staff do to help you in this transition? What are you most excited about? I'm most excited to see how we like play as a team and like transitioning to like the college level from coming from club and high school. Um, I'm really excited to have all the resources that we get to have at hand, um, like having hands-on training with the coaches um, and having the sports medicine program that we do. It's really exciting to have that all around us. What are you most nervous about? I was nervous about trying to balance school and soccer, but I know like once we like get in a rhythm and a routine that it'll all work out how it's supposed to. I'm most nervous about adjusting to the speed of play. Coming from high school and club, it's a totally different level, and I just want to be the best player I can be. What can the returning players and coaches do to help make this transition a little bit easier for you? 
Um, I think they can continue encouraging us like on the field, off the field, and like keep pushing us to be better soccer players. Yeah, I completely agree. Definitely just pushing us to be the best that we can, um, constant encouragement, and when we're down, just helping us and giving us advice when we need it. What advice can you give to this year's freshmen to help them be successful as they transition from high school to college? My advice for uh, freshmen incoming is to always stay on top of your work. This first year is going to be a real challenge and it will be a test of how well you can balance your school and work. It's a drastic difference from high school. You will need a planner for sure, definitely. And just to make sure that you get things done ahead of time, prioritize your sleep, your mental health and well-being. And yes, just make sure that you take care of you first as a person, as a player and so that you can perform to the best of your ability on the field. Building off of what she just said, I think that my biggest advice for any incoming freshman playing college soccer is that there's going to be a lot of sacrifice and decision making that comes along with it, and you have to be making the right decisions 99.9% of the time. You know, there's going to be a lot of social things that happen in college. There's a lot of times that maybe your friends are, that are even your teammates are making decisions that maybe you know aren't right or you don't agree with. Or it's just they're not even bad decisions. It's just you have to wake up in the morning for practice and regular students don't have to do that. Or you know that you're going to be traveling or away the day of the test, so you need to make sure that you study two days in advance. So you have to be making decisions that are going to benefit you not only immediately but also in the future. And if you can't make those sacrifices or you're making bad decisions, it's only going to come back to bite you in the butt later. So my biggest advice would be to make good decisions and sacrifice when you need to. So talk a little bit more about academics because it's a big difference from high school to college. Yeah, I think we both are super into our academics and making sure that we are truly student athletes and students before we're athletes and we take academics really seriously. Obviously, you know, we have like team GPA and things like that. So you want to make sure that you're pulling your weight for the team. But um, yeah, just being organized and always planning ahead. So looking at your week and seeing when you play, when you have practice, if you have tests and assignments and quizzes due during game times or during practice times how are you going to plan ahead so it's really just about being proactive and getting things done in any off time you have and just being prepared so that way you're not playing catch up after long nights and games and stuff like that and to add on um it's super important it's to um study smart and not study harder that's such a big thing that i learned because i would spend hours and hours studying and for me coming from high school Oddly enough, like, we didn't have finals. And so when I came here for, like, the first semesters, we had finals, and I had no idea I had to study. I was looking through my notes, spending eight hours a day studying. And so just making sure that when you do study, you give, like, 100% your focus for that short amount of time, and then give yourself breaks so that your brain can rest and you can retain that information. So you touched on rest and recovery. Talk about the rigors of the college game versus club or high school and the transition on the field, the toll that it takes on your body, your mentality, and anything like that. For me especially, I feel like I'm pretty qualified to speak on this because I wasn't able to play in a 
like quote unquote high level environment for club or even just around my area or what people would consider to be a high level um, soccer environment coming into college. So a lot of the time when I was practicing, there wasn't a lot of, I don't want to say competition, but the speed of play was just a lot different. And I'm sure that I'm not the only person who is going to come from a situation like this where you might be one of the best, if not the best player at every training session and every practice and every event that you're at whenever you're home and then you come to college and everybody is faster than you, stronger than you, and every practice you're going to leave and it's going to take a physical toll on your body that you're not going to be used to and that it might not, you might not have experienced before. And with that, you are going to go home and feel tired and feel sore and you're going to have to get up and do it for six days in a row and only have one day off to get up and do it six days in a row again. So I would say that you just really have to take advantage of all the time that you do have off and not put your body through things that it doesn't need to be doing extra. Not walking around a mall or I don't know, that's like a bad example, but just doing things that are unnecessary and actually taking care of your legs and just taking care of your body and using that time to recover because it's just a huge switch from high school and club and it even for people that come from bigger cities and more high level environments it's just it's not the same at all and it's a big adjustment yeah I remember my first practice like I was like oh my goodness like my body's gonna fall apart but um I I love it and it was a big adjustment and the thing is to be prepared is to prepare mentally um and to know that you're gonna give a hundred percent even if you're at 80%, percent you're gonna give a hundred percent of that 80 percent on the field every single day and compete and be teammates with like one of like the best people in the world um you know the best teammates who support you will be there the entire way and just also to make sure that when you have those off days or even on practice days to make sure you get enough rest take naps hydrate eat the right kind of food and get eight hours of sleep minimum so freshman year is definitely a big transition because you're going from high school to college But I think sophomore year, your second year, can be an even bigger transition. You know, it's a bit of a roller coaster year. You're not in the dorms anymore. You're out on your own. You think you have it figured out, but you quickly realize you don't necessarily have it all figured out. So talk a little bit about that and what advice can you give to this year's sophomore class as they prepare for what is another transition year? It's your second year. So you're ready to receive more playing time than you did as a freshman. Um, But then that kind of gets complicated because you're not as far ahead as you think you are, but you're definitely not where you were your freshman year. So it's finding the balance of, you know, figuring out where you fit on the team and still figuring out what role you can play. And then academics also get harder. You're in harder classes. So... For my sophomore year, I leaned on my teammates a lot more, and I was also a lot more comfortable in doing so because I've been through the rigor of a season, and I understood, you know, how hard it was on everybody and um, the battle, I mean, that it is mentally, physically. Um, But, yeah, it's just – it's still – got to find your happy place amongst your teammates. So, for me, the transition into being able to live off campus – was a huge relief and 
I was super, super happy to get out of the dorms and to be able to have my own kitchen. Um, Discipline-wise, it's very helpful to have roommates that care about feeding, you know, their body and keeping their body healthy. So it was really easy for me to want to eat healthy and um, to want to hydrate and to treat my body properly. But... um, it's definitely, you have a little bit more freedom. You're on your own, kind of. You don't have to, you know, you can't go down the hall and see some of your teammates. You can go upstairs and see one or two of them, but your whole class isn't in one, you know, designated location. So there's a bit more freedom involved, which also comes with a bit more responsibility, time management, you know, et cetera. But I, I loved the transition from being able to move out of the dorm and then into my own space, into my own bedroom. (laughs) So one last piece of advice that I could give um, would be to put your mental health first and never be afraid to ask for help. I mean, I think I would make the assumption that I was a burden or it was a nuisance if I needed anything, but teammates and coaches and staff Everyone will always be quick to help um, you in anything, in in any area of your life that you need. So if you can take care of your mental health, then your body will take care of itself. I think, you know, it's really important to not neglect either one of those things. Um, So, yeah, making sure your mental health is um, very healthy. The team often looks to the senior class to lead the way. What are some of the details that are important to you in this class that you want to share with the rest of the team and future members of the team? Some of those things have been just running through the line, making sure that you step over the line or to the line, never behind it. Um, That's a really big one. Every rep counts and even little things like that can translate into the game. Some other things that are really, really important to us are just like giving your 100% every day. We've worked so hard to build a culture that works hard. And when I first got here, it was more about working hard than actually doing technical things right just to get by. But it's changed so much and everybody always gives their 100% effort. And we've worked so hard to translate that down to the younger classes and hopefully they can keep carrying it on for when they're seniors and keep passing it down. Well, you're going into your last year. How do you want to be remembered? What's the legacy that you want to leave behind for you, for this team, for this program? I'd say for me as a senior, or as a senior class, we would want to be remembered as uh, strong leadership, being consistent, being supportive, being people that the freshmen come up and ask questions to. Um, I want to be remembered as someone who was respected and not feared. I want the freshmen to be able to come up to me and not be afraid to ask questions and want to learn and be excited. And I don't want them to ever be afraid of me. I want them to do things because it's the right thing to do and not because I told them to do it. And I want them to follow in footsteps and just see how hard we've worked and how far we've come. And I want them to keep carrying on that culture. Okay, last question. If you were to go back and do it again, With the knowledge that you have now, what, if anything, would you change as you were coming up through your career? I'd most definitely be a little less scared. Um, One thing that we keep telling our freshmen is you have nothing to lose. You know, work hard, challenge the upperclassmen, push the upperclassmen. I'm super lucky. I'm surrounded by 
another three goalkeepers that are pushing me every day, making me better, keeping me on my toes. And that's the type of environment we need. We need freshmen that are going to come in and scare us and, and put us on our toes and fight, fight us for every position. That's best case scenario that our coaches have to decide between four goalkeepers or four center backs or four forwards. That's what we want. Yeah, I mean, I also would be less scared. It's a lot coming in as a freshman and wondering if you're going to play, if you're not. But honestly, you're here to grow. And I think that's really important to know that you're going to make mistakes and know that it's okay and know that you don't have to stop and overthink every single mistake that you make. You're supposed to make mistakes, and that's what makes you better. And if I were to redo it, I would just come in knowing that as long as I work hard, the mistakes are going to fade and you're just going to shine through as a player. If you enjoyed this or learned something, please spread the word to other players, parents, and coaches, and together we can build a better soccer community.